G'day guys, welcome to another series of The Legendary Morons. The Legendary Morons of the NT. So we're the morons, right? Yeah, we're legendary as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to, I was trying to distinguish as to whether we were or whether those that listened to us were. Oh, no, well, <laughs> well, we, well, we like to think that we appeal to a age group of between uh, 25 to 45. Oh, uh, okay. Yep, I'm, I'm happy with that. I was going to go zero to 100, but sure, 25 to 45. I like yours better. I like that. <laughs> yeah, zero. It works well. Zero to 100. <laughs> I don't think the 18-year-olds will find this interesting. No, I don't think so at all. But then again, they don't listen. They'd be... Um, to, uh, they have their faces embedded in their phones <laughs> like zombies to actually listen to a word we said so they wouldn't know whether they liked us or not. It would be a great time to become a chiropractor because uh, yep. the neck epidemic. I can tell you firsthand, and I'm not that, you know, I'm not, in, I'm not using my phone 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Sure, yep. I use it a lot. Yep. But I can tell you in recent times I've had to, at times, put my phone down and walk away because I could feel it. I could feel it in my neck. Yeah. This is see, a thing now. This yeah. is a real thing. Yeah, This is not just a, like the RSI in the 80s where people just didn't want to work so they'd say, oh, I can't type anymore. Yeah. This is a legit overuse and, and it's because our bodies are not used to the angle and the shape that we have to do to uh, in, in order to do that. So here's a question for you okay. on the topic. Are you a are you a one thumb typer or a two thumb typer? One thumb typer. Oh wow! And what's your accuracy like? I use that automatic spell check a lot. Ah, okay. Because I'm I'm like a two thumb typer. Okay. But I get really frustrated because, according to my phone, my accuracy is quite low. But I'm like, what? dude, I'm typing the same words over and over again. <laughs> Like, do you learn nothing? <laughs> You're meant to be a smartphone. You've learned nothing in the time in which we've been working together. And let's face it, your grammar and all of that is much, much better than mine. Mine is shit. Yours is just good. Well, I, I try. Yeah. But, you yeah. know, um, I'm, I'm much better with the laptop, which I know you don't like, but I'm much better with that from a typing point of view and a comma and a full stop and yeah. a grammar and a whatever. Yeah. But you've you got to adopt. Well, th- this is not adapt a paid or adopt. adapt. Adapt. Yeah. This is not a paid advertisement, but uh, think, think, um, gonna think that new app Grammarly automatically installed and yeah. fixes a lot of my shit up now. So, so I've tried Grammarly. Yes, myself. Yes, and to be honest, I hate its guts because yeah. it, it, if you if your level is low and you're just not good at it, you're not interested in it. It's not something that you're proficient at. It's good. Yeah. But if you are pretty good with the English language, Which you are. It's it's annoying because yeah, okay. it, it's quite American, anyway. So it tries to change words that aren't wrong, but yeah. it tries to change them. And it, personally, I switched it off. But I absolutely can understand why you, some people would use it and how it could definitely be a advantage to them. Yeah. Oh, there's our phone. Let's put on silent. <laughs> It oh. does happen from time to time. Well, we're going to learn. We're going to learn. There's a few more phone calls whilst we're shooting, and yeah, we'll yeah. eventually learn. We'll get there one day. <laughs> That's why we're called the legendary morons. <laughs> Actually, yeah. what we tell us a bit now. For those who don't know, you also run Uptown Entertainment. 
Yes, correct. Uh, PT Wild TD, I believe. Yeah, yes. <laughs> um, and uh, that that consists of jukebox hire. Yeah. So originally, we started out providing mobile DJs for uh, events and functions. Yep. And uh, and then we evolved, and we still do that. But we we provide now a lot of jukeboxes and karaoke jukeboxes, which. At the moment, are the flavour of the month. Right. The karaoke jukebox is the flavour of the month. Um, so jukebox, two microphones, and sing away? That's it, yeah. Oh, wow, and that's cool. Regardless of whether you can sing or not, just go for it. Yeah. And um, <laughs> we also have slushy machines. Oh, yeah, for hire? For hire, oh. yeah. And the next probably most popular thing is the slushy jukebox combo. People oh, yeah. seem to love that as well, particularly in the rural area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I find they're very popular out there. Uh, and schools? Yeah, school. Well, yeah, the non-alcoholic version of <laughs> schools. But yeah, jukeboxes as well. Um, but and and the other thing is um, the little PA hire, yeah. uh, like what I call portable PA. Yeah. So um, you know, a wedding for hundred people outside or whatever, they're very popular as well because. There's a lot of hot spots around Darwin where there's no power, yeah, uh, no mains power. So our, our units are uh, battery operated as well. So for an hour or two, they can use them for those. Get them back to the reception, and then you know, do their speeches or plug in their iPod or whatever it is they want to do. Oh, that's awesome. Mm. There you go. So yeah, there you go. If anyone wants some jukebox hire, karaoke hire, slushy machine hire, Peter Gowers is your man. A man of many talents. Uh, yeah, um, there's there's two ways of looking at that. Um, there's a man of many talents, and then there's an expression that starts with jack of all trades. Okay. Yeah, I won't finish that off because I I like to think that I don't sort of fit into that category of the, the finishing of that line. But <laughs> yeah, well, I, I started out as you know in in the entertainment industry. Uh, what is almost now thirty years ago. Wow. Which I, I'm shocked to say and can hardly believe. And then uh, I spent a lot of time in the commercial radio business and uh, and then I got to an age where I thought it's time to grow up. Uh, Get into podcasting. Which then led me oh, to, uh, well, eventually led me to podcasting, uh, but then led me to the real estate business. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, since then, as you know, the industry's evolved so much that Simply getting a listing and banging it in the paper mm. is just not working anymore. That's so, right. yep. you know, we as an industry, but it's not just real estate, it's across the board. If if you're not using video, if you're not using social media, if you're not looking at podcasting, if you're not looking at getting your personal brand out there, then um, you're going to fall behind really yep. quickly. Yep. And some people wear that as a badge of honour, and that's great, um, but others are sort of... I've realised that that's what you've got to do to get ahead. And whether you're renting jukeboxes, whether you're selling real estate, whether yep. you're you know providing digital marketing services, whether you're connecting televisions and oh. videos and audio like you used to do once that's right. a time. And set up washing machines in, in, and all of that. Yeah. In the Johnny Howard cash under the table era, hey, remember um, <laughs> whether it's any of that stuff, you, you've, just, you've got to be prepared to get that out there because yep. here's what I've learned. And I, I'm, I'm admittedly um, a late adapter, which we've talked about before. But here's what I've learned. If you don't do it, you're going to fade away. But if you do do it, 
Your star's only going to shine so bright for as long as you keep injecting light into it. So if you do it for six months straight yep. and everyone knows who you are and, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is you're trying to get known for is, is, is happening yeah. and you stop doing it, someone else will replace you. Oh, my word. So what does Gary Vaynerchuk say? That, hey, there's that 20-year-old hustling away to, 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 to destroy you. And the thing is, it's so natural to them. Yeah. It's so natural. You know, the use yeah. of Snapchat and Instagram and stories and uh, you know, all these things. Now I don't you'll know I didn't mention Facebook in that because you know, Facebook to them is you know it's, it's not, for the oldies. It's not last week, it's so last century, you know. Actually not to go off topic, um, but did you see how uh, Facebook's were what ninety billion dollars off its value? Lost ninety billion dollars, that's correct. Yeah, so I'm I'm a bit of an avid watcher of all things stock market, and actually one of the things I wanted to talk about today. So, the U.S. government mm. has criticised the Chinese government for imposing sanctions on certain U.S. goods. Right. Okay. Right. They didn't mention themselves in that statement, having done the same thing to the Chinese. No. So. There's a, there's a bit of a power war going on at the moment yeah, where yeah. the Americans are still wanting to be top dog around town and, you know, they want to be the international police and this, that and the other. But the reality is that they're probably not anymore. Yeah. And there's, the stock market's on a wild ride. So, yeah, $90 billion sounds like a lot of money, and it is, <laughs> uh, but it's paper profit. Uh, or it's paper money. It, it doesn't exist until you sell, a, you know, sell your shares in in that particular uh, company, and it could just as easily go up by fifty million tomorrow. Yeah. So, okay. Okay. Um, you know, it, it's one of those things where ninety billion is a lot of money in a single day, uh, but it's also off the back of a long weekend, and you know, long weekends are notorious for. Producing funny results now. You know, at the end of the week, if it's still ninety million, yeah. uh, or at the end of the month, then um, obviously we'll we'll have another conversation about what's actually happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, here we go. Here we go. Well, this is another ad from the Hustle. <laughs> um, let me just bring that over here. What's happened here? Facebook loses historic thirty-six billion. I said ninety billion, but I did read that somewhere. Oh, it's ninety billion Australian, probably. Oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> Slightly gotcha. tongue in cheek, but it wouldn't be far off. Yeah, right. That's probably fifty billion. Well, here's the thing, right? Mm. So we know with Facebook that they've recently come under scrutiny for a number of reasons. We know that <clears throat> a number of ex-high-level executives have left the business and come out and said that, you know, Facebook used all these known techniques that essentially have created a generation of people with depression. Um, now, you okay. choose, you choose okay. whether you use Facebook or not and you choose whether you become addicted to your likes and shares and everything else. That's right. I believe. Um, but Facebook's under pressure because Google is under pressure mm-hmm. and what tends to happen in these situations when big businesses get under pressure is they usually drop their prices. Okay. So yeah. when their only revenue that they make is through ads, 
at the moment, Google and Facebook are going head to head. So we'll see who the winner is. Yeah, that's that. Well, hopefully we are. <coughs> hopefully we are the winners <coughs> from all that. Apologies, mate. I'm coming off the back end of a horrible chest cold. Yeah, no, and this is why we love podcasting. We don't have to do no video editing. It is what it is, Pete. But I am loving the hustle at the moment. If you're not subscribed to it, I oh. do highly recommend it. Oh, don't laugh. I get a daily laugh out of the way they write things. Oh, I love the way they write their articles. The way they report the facts. Yep. Uh, in their own way. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, let's uh, yeah, let's a little bit of tech talk. We won't, <laughs> we won't yeah, let, these, let Pete die. <coughs> Cough, that's right. Let him die. Sorry, mate. No, you're right. I could edit this out. We do it. Uh, yeah, so that's a little bit of our tech talk for today. We won't um, bore you too much with that stuff, and Pete's got a lot more amazing stuff that he can talk about, but uh, Pete recently told me about the um, the sandpaper scandal. The weak big box jokes have been coming through my private yeah. inbox, but there's no tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, so I guess if you follow sport in Australia... Um, the old ball tampering in, in South Africa um, has been at the forefront of the headlines mm. and our two most senior cricketers, captain and vice-captain of the Australian men's cricket team and one of the most junior cricketers uh, who has been the opening batsman uh, until his suspension kicked in, uh, were done for tampering with the ball in the third test in South Africa. Uh, the other day. For those who are not familiar with the concept, the cricket ball uh, is a certain shape Mm -hmm. and the bowling team can suggest to the umpires that they're not happy with the shape of the ball Uh, and they use this really old school machine. It's like a a silver circle, metal circle, and they put the ball through the, we'll call it a machine, but I guess it's not much of a machine, the, the apparatus. Yeah. And if the ball doesn't go through exactly evenly, then the umpires will change the ball for a ball of similar age from a previous match. Okay? Yeah. So what often happens is the the bowling side is trying to get the ball to do certain things, usually... Swing. Yeah, swing, reverse swing. They usually try and keep one side of the ball as clean and new as possible and they rough up the other side, and that's what causes it in the air to change direction right? and deceives the batsman. The the Australian team weren't having much luck with that uh, in the third test in Durban the other day, and um, I think it was in Durban, Durban or Cape Town, one or the other, and allegedly uh, the vice-captain David Warner has come up with this, what can only be described as a harebrained idea. (laughs) And that is, I know... We'll sandpaper the ball. Let's damage the ball with sandpaper, which every batsman or every player carries in their kit because they use it to sandpaper their bats, right? Okay. Bats get nicks and scratched and whatever, and it just smooths it out. Okay. So he's come up with this idea, and he's then told one of the most junior players on the team, I want you to do this, or I need you to do this, or this is what we need to do, and... Such and such has said, yeah, I'll do it. And they've proceeded to try and damage the ball. Now, as a cricket lover... It's fucking cheating. Well, yeah, it's cheating, absolutely. That, that's, that's a given. But 
My question is this. Mm, mm. As a cricket lover. What on earth were you trying to achieve, you morons? If the ball's 60 overs old yep. and you tamper with it and you successfully con the umpires into saying, we need a new ball, you're only getting another ball that's approximately 60 overs old. Now, if it wasn't swinging because of whatever reason, it's pretty unlikely that the next ball's going to swing because the, the air conditions haven't changed. So I just reckon the risk for reward mm, mm. is so high versus so low. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. And there's a billion cameras. So what are the cameras these, this, in this day and age with spider cams and this cam? What, you know, it, what it, were they thinking? It took about 20 minutes. Oh. 20 minutes. In fact, by the look of things, those that did discover it first were the South African batsmen who were sitting in their change room watching it on television. And one of them, I think it was a captain, turned to the rest of the team. And you can see his hat. He's going, it looks like he's doing something to the ball. So they've obviously sent a message out to the umpires. The umpires have gone, what's going on? Yeah. They all lied about it on the field, of course. And then they lied about it at the press conference, which made it even worse. So, oh, was that the press conference we listened on the radio? Well, no, that was the press conference when one of them came home, Dave Warner, and um, in very massive air quotes, admitted to his role in the situation. Now, Dave Warner is being advised by an infamous Sydney PR person who uh, I would suggest has no idea about cricket and no idea about the culture of cricket, particularly in Australia, and so she's led him up the garden path. So he's now enemy number one. Now, I like Dave Warner. I think... For for an opening batsman, what he's done for the game yep, okay, in yep. terms of his style, that guy could be in the sheds by lunchtime having made 100 and done his job. Right. You know, in the day, uh, historically, people Sounds like would a great be, cricketer. Yeah, people would be there for two days trying to achieve the same thing and, and may or may not achieve it. <laughs> um, but, look, getting this woman as his PR advisor... Is a dud move. Yeah, okay. Um, and I, I like him. Yep. I, I, I like him as a cricketer. Apparently, he's a despisable bloke as a bloke on the field. He's not well liked at all. And I'm just saying, based on other comments I've seen, cricketers from other nations who've freely come out and said what they think about him. Sure. Um, but he's ill advised to use this person. The other two fellas, Steve Smith, the captain, and Cameron Bancroft, the former opening batsmen, um, both came, put their hearts on their sleeves, said, listen, biggest mistake of my life, I regret it, there was tears shed, there was, you know, all sorts of things. They tried to answer the questions from the media the best they could and, hey, look, you know, I guess history will judge them but by all accounts, everyone is saying, look, let's now take them in, you know, and... And um, hopefully they'll come out of it uh, better people and, you know, better cricketers, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. But um, it could be the end of Warner's career because of the way, A, because of what happened, mm. B, because of his uh, initial inability to admit yeah. and then apologise, and now because he's uh, got this PR person who is not advising him well. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I hope it's like similar to the... Remember the drug scandal with all the teams and, you know, everyone forgot about that so quickly with the football teams. Well, So people's short memories, 
Yeah. What might get him back? And we talked about this last week um, yeah. in, in a, a private conversation. And yeah. you're absolutely right. People do have short memories because when this came up, um, I was watching one of the footy um, 360 shows and one of the hosts of the show said, so is this now the darkest day in Australian sport? That's right. And I was like... Ah, that's right. That was an expression that was used. And I couldn't remember what it was for. And it related to the drug cheating of both the AFL and NRL codes off the back of that Stephen Dank who'd been advising people in both codes. And I thought, oh, wow, well, you're absolutely right. People forget things very quickly. Yeah. So, look, let's hope so. I mean, they're all very talented cricketers. And at the end of the day, um, the team needs them because... You know, they're really struggling in the fourth test without two of the most senior players and, and uh, admittedly a, a junior player, but showing showing some um, some get up and go. So, look, let, let's hope this. I think it's going to be appealed. Ultimately, okay. I think okay. it'll be appealed. Okay. And because here's the thing, right? People have done this before. Ball tampering? Yep. And, oh, what, back a, in the day? No, it's happened throughout the history of cricket. People have tried these things before. And do you know what the ICC official sanction is for that charge if it's upheld? One match. Oh. One match suspension. So they would have been suspended for the game that's being played now oh. and then that's it. As it is, they don't have a job for 12 months. Yeah, well, they would lose sponsors. They would lose millions. Cricket Australia lost $20 million the day after because their major sponsor said, sorry, won't be associated with that. So I think there's a bit to be said about how they've handled it as well. Yeah. And look, yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm not suggesting that we shouldn't do this, but there was a journalist in the UK, and the UK are notorious for A, hating Australian sports people, and B, for just going completely over the top. Yeah, yeah. But there was a journalist in the UK who wrote an article about this, and it went something along the lines of, Dear Australia, relax. You haven't murdered anyone here. And I just thought, wow, what a way to look at it. Because it is just sport. They they did cheat. <laughs> yes. But let's yes, get things in perspective here, man. Oh, wow. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Well, there you go. My man Pete's got strong thoughts on that. So, yeah. you know, I, thought, I think a lot would agree with you, to be honest. Yeah, look, I don't know. I, I had... Three interesting conversations over the Easter break, and I was shocked in all three cases, and I'll tell you why. Because each one of the people said, I don't care, Mm. they cheated, they can go forever as far as I care. Right? Okay. And I thought, huh, wow. One of them was my mother. Oh, wow. One One of them is a friend of mine who is also a female and is over 50. Okay. And the third one was my wife. Yep. And I suddenly thought, wow. is there a theme here? Because the Australian women's cricket team, A, are brilliant, yep. and B, have never had a single controversy to wor- worth writing home about. And I'm just wondering whether females in this country are just getting sick and tired of males doing dumb things that's a, and beyond dumb my things. My word, that's actually a great call. I just wondered because all three of them just went, don't oh. care. You can say whatever you want to defend them. I don't care. I don't care if they never play again. Wow. And it just made me think, hey, maybe that's a 
maybe that's a, a theme yeah. that I'm unaware of as a male, and um, maybe we need to ask some more people. But that's as far as the general cricketing public's concerned, uh, the and you know journalists and those that sort of are around those circles, they're all generally saying, "All right, well, Steve Smith and Cameron Bancroft, they've basically admitted to doing something which." may or may not have been their idea, yeah. and they may or may not have had something to do with. By all accounts, Steve Smith, he, he, his, his number one reason why he's no longer the Australian Test Team captain or cricketer at this stage is because he saw Warner and Bancroft having lunch at lunchtime on day three of that third test, and he walked up, and this is a, apparently word for word what he said. He goes... Allegedly. Allegedly. What are you two up to? Now, hang on. I don't want to know. And walked away. So that's his involvement. Bancroft's involvement, we're not sure. But he said, look, hey, I did it. I did it. I admit it. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. I may have screwed up my entire career here. Please forgive me. Warner, not so much. Mm. And you and I listened to the press conference in the car the other day. And I'm sorry. I've been one person outwardly defending him, going, look, just wait till he speaks. Just wait till he speaks. Everyone's got their opinion. Just wait till he speaks. And then, bum, bum. I couldn't have been more disappointed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A rehearsed. Actually, uh, in fact, I remember you telling me, turn it off now. That's enough. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the thing is, what's come out now, yeah. fact or fiction, I don't know, but what's come out now is apparently he signed a million-dollar tell-all deal. Oh, okay. And I... Again, I'm now I'm now going the other direction. I'm like, dude, you couldn't be uh, you couldn't have been advised worse. Uh, if you want the Australian public to embrace you, you here's here's the the um, here's the puzzle for how you get it right, mm-hmm. and here's its antithesis, and you're working from its antithesis as we speak. Wow, that's my personal yep. opinion. There you anyway. go. Anyway, so that's cricket. That's powerful stuff. Now I've got another sport I want to talk about. Oh yes. Right. right. So, let's talk football. Okay. And I say football because I'm not talking AT AFL. football? No. Okay. I'm talking AFL. Yeah. And I'm talking NRL. Okay. Right? So, the, the arguably the two of the biggest uh, football codes in the country. Yep. Why are we talking about the umpires constantly? The referees and the umpires. Yeah. I'm, I'm shocked Yep. And as a sports fan, I'm starting to get annoyed. Right. And as a Melbourne Storm fan in the NRL, yeah, I'm downright pissed off, to right. be honest. Now, I know the Melbourne Storm pushes the boundary. I get that. Don't change the rules for one team, people. Let's look at how we can do other things. But I'm I'm really sorry. Yeah. Since they gave AFL umpires microphones... Yes. ...and they want to be the stars... <laughs> no... You're only there because the two teams couldn't or wouldn't sort it out themselves. You're a necessary evil, right? And in the NRL, it's been a bit different. I mean, obviously, good old Bill Harrigan wanted to be a star in his day. Yes. We don't so much have that now. And by all accounts, this has come from the top to over-manage the game. But seriously, people just want to watch their footy. Let them watch their footy for crying out loud. We're talking about umpires for two, three weeks in a row. There's a problem. Now, say umpires. That's an AFL term, and and it's mainly refs in the NRL that are doing my head in. But I watched a couple of AFL games on the weekend as well, 
And I thought, no, I'm, 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 I'm way too, um, my attention is being drawn to you way too much. Okay. Be there. Okay, gotcha. Oh, wow. Don't be the center of the no. thing. And uh, do they have, has technology moved into that side of refereeing and all that with replays and, yeah, you know, just like technology's coming to a lot of sports? Yeah, so I'm, I'm also a big follower of the English Premier League, which, which has, um, is one's, one of the uh, soccer, as we call it, or football um, okay. codes that has adopted video technology. Yeah. Um, the NRL's had it for a long time. And while it can be frustrating, um, and last year was a bit of a blip on the radar, but it, it it probably, I would say it's probably better for the game. Yep. Again, I'm prepared to be shut, you know, have someone shout me down for that because it, it does create big breaks, which frustrates yep. people. Yep. But in the AFL, I mean, yeah, uh, right. yes, they've got it. Yes, they do. Yeah. Um, but in my opinion, they're not using it correctly yet. Okay. And... I mean, you know, it's frustrating for fans when they're just like, just do what you would have done and then we watch the replay 50 times and you're not even sure they got it right anyway. That's really frustrating. But, yes, they do have technology in both AFL and NRL as far as the um, video stuff is concerned. Yep. Um, But it's only used for scoring in both codes. Okay. And... um, I'm not sure whether the, the, I think there's other applications for it sure, sure. That, that would whether it's what we call clean the games up yep. as such. I'm not sure, but anyway, look that that's just my thing for the day. I wanted to talk about hiring referees because they really came to my attention over the weekend. No, we said we're going to talk about it. Yep. Yep, and the beauty of podcasts, we get to say what we want and how we feel. Yeah, pretty much. But look, I, I also want to talk about Darwin and I want to talk about um, how it's still amazing to me that I sent you a photo on Friday that um, we're still cleaning up. Oh, this is Cyclone Marcus. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, just, uh, just on that, let me surprise you with something. Tell me. All right. The Territory Government scrap stamp duty. Brilliant idea. Really? Uh, um, but double council rate, so the land tax. However, the way they've put this in here, it's actually not a bad idea. Let me read this to you and then let me get your thoughts on yeah. it live. So the Territory Government should scrap um, stamp duty and instead tax property owners by effectively doubling council rates. Uh, the, influ- the influential Grattan Institute oh, yes. think tank. Says. That's what it says here. A Melbourne-based institute's recent submission to the Territory Government's revenue discussion paper will reignite the long-running stoosh over whether there should be a land tax in the Territory, a move which local business lobbyist groups strongly oppose. So what they're sort of saying, which I thought one of the points they made here, right, page three, is, um, for example, right, a figure which the average so the average Darwin homeowner will be slugged an additional one thousand eight hundred a year in place of a one-off stamp duty, where they they can buy the next home. But what, where I think it makes sense, I'll get to it. I will find it. Is here. Yeah, this is cool. Listen to this. The proposal, if implemented, would hit 
hard cashed up property developers, many of whom hold off developing vacant blocks of land for decades until the next economic boom time. The radical proposal would also see stamp duty concessions for first home buyers scrapped as well. So I guess that makes sense from that point of view. But, uh, you know, the, even the Real Estate Institute says a land tax would hurt the elderly and would be passed on to the renters anyway. Yeah, it's Oof, a, a lot there. It's an age-old issue, isn't it? And it brings up so many points we could talk about. Yeah, um, yeah. I suppose... Historically, land tax hasn't existed in the Northern Territory. Mm-hmm, it does in other states. That's right. Um, I don't hear anybody saying, oh, wonderful, I get to pay my land tax this year. Uh, not, <laughs> not that that's a reason for bringing it in or not bringing it in, but, you know, I guess any sort of tax comes with negative connotations. Mm. Um, I think, you know what, here's what I think, and and this is slightly going to go away from what you just talked about. That's fine. But... My overall feeling is this. I'm really sick and tired of organisations and think tanks Mm. and experts and and marketing gurus and advertising people Mm. and whatever, whatever, whatever from down south telling us how to do stuff. I'm really sick of it. Now, I'm the first to say that our territory governments don't have a clue themselves. Mm. But... When I hear about territory governments consulting outside agencies because they want to rebrand the city of Darwin and then giving those contracts to people who've never lived a day in Darwin and never set foot in Darwin apart from when they came here to do their pitch to win the business, mm. to be brutally frank, and you, don't, you know I don't like swearing in these things, no, I know. but it really pisses me off. Yep. It really, really pisses me off because... What it's actually saying is, sorry, one, either we don't have the talent here to do it ourselves, or two, uh, well, let's just throw money at it and that'll sort it out. And that annoys me just as much. So what I think is, if you want to be a politician, if you want to then, you know, obviously run for parliament, get into parliament, You've got to have some level of uh, understanding and some level of competency in order to have the post that you're going for. Now, if that's a backbencher that doesn't do anything, okay, but if you want to be the chief minister or the treasurer Mm -hmm. or any of these senior roles, you've got to have a level of competency in order to do that role. And I get the sense, and I'm no expert and I don't care much for politics. This is our opinion. But I get the sense that they get into these roles and then they just pay people to tell them the answers. Yeah. And yeah. that's not yeah, yeah, how yeah. you do this. No, that's exactly In my right. opinion. And if you look at the federal guys, and I'm not saying they're, you know, the, the pinnacles of, of um, the political world, but usually um, those that hold senior posts have got some form of background in that area. You know, so um, the, the, the Prime Minister, our current Prime Minister, is a fairly well-credentialed person. Business person as well. Business person, yeah, yeah. lawyer, etc., etc. Um, the Treasurer has, has also held certain things. Um, well, certain things, that sounds wishy-washy. You know, <laughs> has, has held positions that would have them qualify for that role. Yeah. Um, the Attorney General is a hugely credentialed ex-lawyer or current lawyer, I suppose, as the Attorney General, and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. I just I, I look at territory politics and I am frightened mm. for what it could produce 
because I don't feel as though the people there know what they're doing. Now, like I said, I'm not a political person. I'm more than happy to stand corrected. In fact, no, I'll go one step further. I'll put it out to any politician currently in the Territory Parliament to come and talk to us yeah, come sit down. and tell us what their credentials are for the position they hold oh, or what their colleagues' credentials are if they want to talk on their behalf. I love it. But I look at it and I just think, oh, there's a bubble thought, oh, there's a bubble thought, oh, there's a bubble thought. Get a report. And get they an just opinion. follow one after another after another. Well, we've got the fracking argument going on at the moment and, you know, I've heard the pro-fracking side and anti-businesses and, and now we're starting to see the anti-fracking side as well. So here's my take on fracking. Oh, I love okay? it. Go for it. I've seen ads over many years, yep. and I, I listen to the ads yep. as, as much as I can stomach them, and I, I listen to both sides of the argument, okay? Mm. So here's my take on it. If I, if I listen to one side, fracking is extremely bad and is going to destroy the waterways and is going to destroy the land and kill animals and God knows what else Yep. on one side of the argument. Yep. If I listen to the other side of the argument, it does no damage whatsoever. So how the hell do I know what it does? <laughs> because the ads say the complete and utter polar opposite. Yeah. i got the cheery old farmer sitting there on his chair going with the you know stubble of hay hanging out of his mouth. Oh, I've looked into fracking. I've got 19 wells on my property. And if I thought they'd do anything bad, I wouldn't have them here. Mm. Okay, yeah. I believe that guy. Yeah. And then I've got the other one. Well, I wouldn't have those wells anywhere near my property because they'll kill everyone inside and yeah. destroy the waterways. Contaminate and them. I go, huh, I believe him as well. I've got no idea. Yeah. What I can tell you is this. Yeah. Clearly, mm. they're not getting the message out there well enough because, you know, I consider myself to be relatively intelligent. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. But... I know that I've got, I want to say some involvement, that sounds too strong, but I know of someone who's involved in the oil business and the gas business. Sure. And I understand the difficulty there is in extracting a lot of that gas that's out at sea. Okay. So the whole fracking concept is, well, let's get it from land and it's easier to get it from there. Um, okay. I don't know whether it is or not, and I don't know whether it does any damage or not. That, yeah. I, I'm, I look at it, and here's, here's been my thing since day one. Yeah. Right? So oil is a, is a fairly dark, uh, thick yes. liquid yep. when it's extracted in its rawest form right. Okay? Right. from the earth yeah. or the sea, but effectively it comes from the earth. If you pull all that out of the earth's core... Surely you've got to replace it with something because the common earth sense would say. must be using that for something. Yeah, common sense. So it would be no different with fracking, right? Sure. So anyway, yeah, if you're listening to this and you know more than us, contact oh, hey, us. No, no, we are. We're going to get, actually. No, we are. We're going to have a few uh, pro fracking, and I think Justine Johnston, she's anti fracking. Cool. And she, you know, uh, she she'll have a few valid arguments. Well, actually, I promised her she'd come on. Yeah, and she'd be the best person for anti fracking. I'd be fascinated to talk about it. But here's the thing. Here's the challenge I'm going to put down. Okay. I want hard facts mm. in any argument. Yeah. I don't want your bubble thought. I don't want, oh, I reckon, or I heard, or I read. I want facts. Yeah, I love it. It's like religion. 
like I was talking to oh. you about the other day with religion. <laughs> Show me proof, yeah. and I'm interested. <laughs> I don't want oh someone once said or in America. No, I want fact. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Well, there you go. Yeah. So we've caught out politicians today. We've caught out frackers today, yeah. anti-businesses. So I'll tell you one thing. It's fracking confusing. It's fucking... Oh, sorry. <laughs> fracking. Yeah. But anyway, that's, that's, um, that's my take on things. I think Darwin is uh, in an interesting place right now. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we'd love to be a part of um, helping that to turn around. Yeah. Well, you, you and I have talked about some ideas with relation... Sorry, in relation to... Uh, the city yep. and the city centre, yep. and uh, we're not quite ready to unveil those yet, but down the track we might have a, a, a go at that. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Oh, and just before we do let you go, you know, the, the territory right now is in a bit of a slum. There's a lot of empty shops. There's a lot of people that are, 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 our population is declining at the moment. That's actually a bit of a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we did have a meeting with a, a old-school territorian, a very well-known lad, um, and he did let us know about the defence contracts as well with the US. Yeah. So there's yeah. something else as well. So, you know, there is a few things boiling. We'll, we'll speak about that, I think, on the next podcast. Yeah, and, and just to clarify, mm. that was a slump you were referring to, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. As opposed to a slump. Slump. Yeah, yeah, slump. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. No, no, yeah, it's correct. Yeah. I, just, I, I thought I might have missed no, it. you're right, so you're I just right. to clarify. Correct. So we are in a bit of a slump at slump. the moment. But, you know, like any... Oh, the place looks like a dump, but yeah, <clears throat> yeah, sorry. There is one last thing I would like to talk about. Yeah. Now, I know you're an MMA fan. Yeah. Or a UFC. Huge, or, huge okay. MMA fan, UFC and uh, boxing as well. Oh, awesome, because that's what I want to talk about. So I am not, as okay. a rule, but I love a good fight. So yeah. Yeah. I watched the Ronda Rousey fights. I watched um, yeah. Conor McGregor. Unfortunately, oh, my man. unfortunately, he didn't get knocked out, but he got beaten. He <laughs> by, by Floyd? By Floyd, yeah. 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 I, I, and I've watched a few other blockbusters over the years. Yeah, yeah. I think I even watched a Danny Green, Anthony Mundine fight. Oh, okay. Hoping Mundine would get knocked out as well. Not a blockbuster, I get it. but, but I, um, think, I think most of Australia wasn't so, much. Anyway, so yep. I was sitting at home, um, but... I, I like a good fight, but I'm not that educated on it, and I don't really know when things are happening or whatever. Sure. But I was sitting at home um, last week, and there was nothing on, and I flicked on something on the sports channel, and they were um, doing, uh, I guess, a recap of uh, one of the heavyweight champion of the world fighters, um, uh, the, the young lad from the UK. Oh, Anthony Joshua. Anthony Joshua. Oh, yeah. and, and his previous fight with Klitschko, right? And oh, brilliant and the Klitschko fight. Klitschko oh. brothers are obviously well-known and just oh. machines in their day. Did you, did you see that full well, fight? Well, I did see it, yeah, because oh. I was watching this doco. And then, then um, unbeknownst to me, this is obviously in advance of the fight that he had with um, uh, Parker on the weekend. Most recently, yep. Uh, on, over the weekend. And... I was looking at this thinking, oh, well, I want Anthony Joshua to win because he seems like such a nice, humble guy. He's just blessed with, you know, godlike physique oh. and, you know, he's tall and strong. So he's and now 21 and 0 with, um, I think, 20 knockouts, I think. Yeah, yes, yeah. Or 19 knockouts. And, and, and then um, I learned after that that the, the young lad that he was fighting is from, the, is from New Zealand. Yeah, that's right. And so... Parker. 
Parker. So yeah. I started to like him as well. I'm like, oh, well, I don't know who I want to win now. And then I was watching all the experts and they're saying, oh, well, it's a 50-50. Like, truly, it's a 50-50. But um, so anyway, not that he's ever going to hear this or watch it, but I did see – I didn't see the fight because I wasn't going to do the pay-per-view, but I did see the highlights of the Anthony Joshua. Is it Trey Parker? Well, no, that's the, dude, that's the dude from South Park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no, no, no. no. Um, I, I, I watched it and... Um, Joseph Parker. Anthony uh, Joshua won that and he's a machine. He so now there's an American dude who... If, if, they, I love that if guy. one of them fights, that's the unified that, belt. So right? Dante Wilder is... Yeah. Uh, he's basically... He's the next Tyson. They're calling him the next Tyson. Oh, okay. In fact, he's better than the next Tyson okay. because he's beaten all the top play, all the top boxers. Yeah. He, he is now 39 wins... Zero losses, 38 knockouts. Wow. He, he is unbelievable. So what belts has he got? Because Joshua's got quite a few. So does that other... Yeah, so does Dante. Yeah, right. Yeah, so yeah. they've basically got half each. And, and and within that, some are credible yeah, and yeah. some are not, Correct. basically. Yep. So do you know what the most credible ones are? No. I mean, I know there's WBC and IFO, IBO, yeah, IBO. IBO. Yeah. Okay, so what we might do is figure that out. But yeah, yeah. Let, let's hope that fight happens because that will then be the undisputed champion. And that will be one of the biggest uh, box office, uh, box office. Oh, of really? One of the pay-per-view. They're now oh. teeing it up. Yeah, because well, bigger than McGregor and... They're saying because it's wow. heavyweights. It's, well, that's true. It's and, heavyweights and, always... And to be honest, we haven't had much. We've had the Klitschko's. But they they haven't had much, and they never fought each other. So right. reality is that you know there's been bits and pieces around, but but since Anthony Joshua on the European side, and now Wilder on the US side, Wilder, we've yeah. not really had probably what back to Tyson really. Yeah. So yeah, yeah he's he's like the probably next. We haven't had that sort of superstar celebrity. Since Tyson, they're calling Deontay Wilder it, but they're also calling um, Anthony Joshua as well. But here's the thing. Yeah. They can't, as Anthony Joshua says, they can't fill, uh, in America, they can't fill 90,000 uh, people, 70,000 people stadiums like Wembley. Uh-huh. It's bigger in the UK. Yeah, right. Really? Yeah. Because they'll try and do it in Vegas in the US, surely, which will only be, what, 10,000, 15,000? Well, as Anthony Joshua said, because we're going to try to do this fight in Wembley. Well, that's fair enough. I mean, it, it's a stadium that is big enough and set up for it. The mm. thing, the thing that I would say, and I've not seen this US fellow fight. So we're gonna, I, after this podcast, I want to show you the, the highlight reel. Awesome, I'll have a look it's at only it. 10 if he's a brawler like Tyson, yeah, and by fact that he's fought twice as much and he's got a zero record, and he's younger. Well, I mean, oh, sorry, Tyson was quite young. The sorry. thing about no younger than Joshua, though, right? I can't remember because he's only twenty two, twenty three. The thing about Joshua is, and I reckon he was tested v Klitschko, and he did come up trumps. I think Joshua's a little bit old, but he's a nice him. guy. Yeah, that's right. And he Ty- is a nice guy. And Tyson was an absolute a hole and didn't care. And you have to be like that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. if Wilder's got any Tyson in him. He goes in big favourite. Well, yeah, but, but, yeah, but Joshua, Joshua's got the physique. Literally, it's like he's carved out of stone. Yeah, that's right. So uh, um, Wilder, he's got a um, a daughter with a spina bifida. 
So okay. he, that's a huge motivation. He's actually, oh, I saw right. a recent interview on The Breakfast Club two days ago. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, he's actually under investigation on that interview because he said he's, he would be willing to kill someone. Oh, okay. So, but well, in the ring. Yeah, but you, you yeah, sign yeah. waivers anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway. anyway but, uh, uh, look, I didn't mean to bring that up, but... Uh, no, that was cool. I know that you're a fan of um, huge violent fan, sports. <laughs> 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 no, uh, you know, and, and look... The, the heavyweight boxing has been off the radar for so long. Yeah, so bring it back, baby. That's why I'm, you know, I, I'm You're not, right. I, I just, I really, hey, look, I've been a fan for a week, but you know, <laughs> I really love the theatre of it. Yeah, and yeah. now that we've got some good boxers in that category, and I hope this Kiwi fella doesn't give up either because he, he's good. He's well, talented. That, yeah, he's awesome. You don't know, you won't, yeah, it'll be a tough one to see who you, people mm-hmm. go for. We're good. Anyway, that's it for me. That's going to be, uh, yeah, that's it from us today. A bit of sports talk today. There you go. Yeah. The legendary morons will bring you anything. We will talk about anything. We know no boundaries. Sport, politics, and ball tampering. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we better get up and do a bit of ball tampering of our own. All right. (laughs) See you guys. See you later.